0: So welcome to another week of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our guest this week is the one and only A.J. Jacobs. And um, he has a special thing he will talk about and share about at the end. But right now, A.J., could you introduce yourself to our listeners?
1: Sure. First, thanks for having me. Very excited to show and tell. And I'm A.J. Jacobs. I am a writer and a journalist and Usually my books are about where I try something out, I immerse myself in a lifestyle or subculture and then write about it. So my best-selling one ever was uh, The Year of Living Biblically.
0: And this um, recent excursion, which we'll get to, is about your immersion into the world of puzzles and how puzzling that might be.
1: I, yes, I have, I'm a lifelong fan of puzzles. And so I did a deep dive into every kind of puzzle. My true love is word puzzles, crosswords and, mm. and spelling bee. But then I got into the mechanical puzzles, the Rubik's cubes, jigsaws, puzzle boxes, uh, math, logic puzzles. I just went all in. And, uh, and the book is the result of that.
0: Well, that sounds like incredible fun. So we'll get to that. But let's talk about some of your cool tools that might be puzzle related or not. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <Well>, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> one of them is indeed. I and couldn't I have, resist. I couldn't. It's been on I, my know, mind.
0: But, but I must tell you that you changed my life on the last time we had you on Cool Tools. Okay. And you changed my life because I got rid of my shoelaces and I got elastic shoelaces. And I tell you, every time I put my shoes on or off, I think of you.
1: That is the nicest thing I've ever heard. It is. I am so, you told me that and I am thrilled to made. I mean, I have saved you minutes of your life, probably like a combined seven minutes. Uh, (laughs) and, And I wanna pay it forward to Rick Smolin, who you may know, he oh, yeah, that a lot. He's the one who introduced him to me. So, oh, thank wow, you. Well,
0: I need to I need to to make my my pilgrimage to Rick and let him know that I thank him, too. For sure.
1: Yeah. He was the origin for me. And this, he this probably is, got um, it from someone I'm else.
0: Taking a cue from your gratitude book. I'm going to, go back <laughs> to the source. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so well, thank uh, you.
1: I hope to change your life this time, too.
0: You probably will. So. Um,
1: Oh, by the way, you have changed my life. I've You're an expensive show listening to you. I've bought several things recently. And uh, tomorrow I'm getting my breath, uh, the little tool that makes it harder to breathe.
0: Right. Uh, so yeah, 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 I'm excited. Okay, great. Um, so tell us about your first cool tool pick.
1: My first cool tool pick well I did have to go with a puzzle because uh, you know I've been living them for three years and I was never a huge jigsaw puzzle fan. It was my least favorite genre of puzzles because I was a snob. I was a jerk. I admit it I have I have seen the light, I am converted because jigsaws uh, first they have a lovely meditative quality but also there are jigsaws out there that are so clever that are so brilliant and tricky and even funny. I've actually laughed out loud doing some of these puzzles. And I look wait, like wait, a madman.
0: So, so pause there. How can a jigsaw puzzle be funny?
1: Well, it's not any jigsaw puzzle. It is the one that I am talking about today, which is okay. a company called Stave Puzzles. And Stave is... Uh, not your average puzzle. They are hand cut wooden puzzles. They're gorgeous, super expensive. And we'll talk about how to find cheaper versions later, but they, um, they can be hundreds, even thousands of dollars. Bill Gates is a fan to give you a, a clue, but they're hand cut. And the guy who started them like 40 years ago, he likes to call himself chief tormentor. So he is uh, gleefully sadistic, because these puzzles are super tricky. The, the edge pieces don't look like edge pieces. Sometimes they're 3D. He'll throw in pieces from other puzzles that don't belong in that puzzle. They will. Um, uh, there will be puzzle pieces that fit a thousand different ways. So it is crazy. And they are just visually, they're quite lovely. So this one often... They're in interesting shapes because they're hand carved. So they can be in the shapes of actual things. Here's one from a, oh. a puzzle. It's sort of a safari themed puzzle. Right,
0: right, right. Every
1: every one of his puzzle uh has a um this, their mascot, which is the stave, uh uh-huh. the stave gesture, but um they can also be 3D pieces. So here's an example of a 3D piece. Wow. Uh and And there's another level of trickery with the 3D piece, so it's not just that it's for a show. Uh, The the hardest one, I'll show you the before and after. The the hardest one, when I went to visit, I asked him, what's the hardest one? And he said, well, it's hard to choose, but one of them is called Olivia. It's about an octopus-themed puzzle. And I said, oh, can I have it? He said, nope. He said, you have to work your way up to it. He, uh he's, <laughs> he's tough because <laughs> he says, if you try it without trying some of the easier ones, you will just go crazy. So uh, I did work my way up and it is this is the before. And I have a picture of the um, the after, but not quite the after, because the trick is this puzzle can be solved in 10,000 different ways. Huh. And there's only one which is the correct way where the octopus will actually fit inside
0: of the Uh, coral
1: reef so here's a picture from my book this is an incorrect solution so i'm not oh but that is olivia the devilish octopus so i am a huge fan as i say they can be crazy expensive uh so one option is buy them used off uh ebay buy them go in with your friends like you have a share
0: i guess i guess that wouldn't make sense that people would solve the jigsaw and not really then. They would be able to easily kind of pass it on to resell it. So,
1: although some people love to put them on the wall, I, I was surprised true. by okay.
0: yeah, but yeah, I never thought about used jigsaws. Okay, go ahead.
1: Uh, there's also another company called Liberty that makes wooden puzzles as well. They are not hand cut; they're laser cut, so they're able to do them cheaper. Uh, they're not quite as good, but they're still great. and And also, they're not cheap, but they're much cheaper. They're like a hundred, two hundred dollars. Uh, so that is my first cool tool uh, and so to the
0: the one that you're recommending though is not just jigsaws in general but it's the stave uh brand of, of puzzles is that
1: right stave or liberty
0: uh, or liberty okay they,
1: the wood basically wood cut super tricky right uh, sometimes as i say hilarious puzzles right uh, and so you beautiful. might
0: recommend people go onto ebay and look at it for used versions of them
1: exactly i'd uh unless you know you you probably have some high-end listeners so well yeah but
0: uh, i mean um it's always good to kind of work your way up um right and,
1: see if you like it see if i always like, like to,
0: to, to buy the cheapest tool possible first and then that's earn my hard. way into the expensive ones so um, that's
1: a tool right there there you go uh, by the way speaking of great things i uh am very excited because i was going to feature this as one of my four but i figured it was a little too, um, uh, you wouldn't like it because it's too Kevin Kelly oriented, but I love my vanishing Asia. Oh, okay. Here it is, people <laughs> buy it. It is gorgeous. This is just one of the volumes. Yeah. And tell me what you think of this, Kevin, because I love it so much that I am want to donate two of the three to my kids school library, but I want to keep one. Because it's because uh, I can't part with all of them. But the librarian is very into East Asian culture. And want, I was telling her about it and she said she would love to have. It. So I thought it would spread your pictures more widely. Okay. Are you OK with that? Uh,
0: I, I I love the idea of keeping them moving.
1: OK, good. Yeah. Excellent. But I got, I'm i keeping one because I don't want to give them. So I'm splitting them up. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, So the, uh, uh, and and by the way, just for people knows you can't buy them separately. They only come as a set. So um, if you see one floating around that, it means that they have been split up.
1: Uh, Yeah. Well, you know what? I'll keep it for a few years and then I'll donate the final one to the library to reunite them.
0: Yeah. I I, was interested in donating a set to the Asia society uh, library but I was astounded to find out that they don't have a library. He was like, "What? I have a That's library." <laughs> <That> <laughs> but, um, was odd. That yeah, was I like scary. to get to libraries uh, as much as I could. Great. So, what's your second? Um, my
1: tool? second tool is a, is a an app. So it is. Oh no! Actually, wait. Did I do that as my well?
0: It the order isn't really crucial.
1: All right. Well. Uh, Okay, yeah, we can do the app as the next one, which is um, it's called Ground News, and uh, it is it is a small. Have you heard of it? No. Uh, it's I. It is a pay site, but uh, and I think the subscription is is pretty cheap. I can't remember. It's like five dollars a year, maybe. Don't quote me on that. Check it out before you buy. But what I like about it is they have a feature called Blind Spot. So it's an news aggregator. So they take articles from all over the spectrum from left-oriented media, centrist media, and right-oriented media. And then they tell you you with this Blind Spot, you can see what is the left-oriented media covering mm-hmm. and not covering, and what is the right oriented media covering and not covering. Because I'm in my liberal bubble. You know, I read the New York Times and Atlantic and uh, Slate or whatever. And usually you don't get what the right is covering, which is and today a lot of Hunter Biden. There seems always to be Hunter Biden. Um, There's one Bill Gates. They definitely are anti Bill Gates in the right wing media generally. This is uh, some alleged dark money that he's involved in. Uh, And you know, predictably, they like to get angry about uh, sort of uh, the, uh, the the plague of wokeism, as Elon Musk says. So I guess uh, someone, I think it was San Francisco, doesn't want to use the word chief in school districts, like, mm-hmm. chief, you know, chief right. of. Uh, so uh, I just find it and I also like to see what the left is covering, uh, right. you know, and because I do think it's, it's one of our great problems right now. I'm not the first to say it, but our biases our the misinformation, the disinformation. Uh, so this is just one of the many tools I use to try to keep myself from falling into a bubble. Right. Uh, so I, I recommend it.
0: So, so a, a, a similar thing that I use is, is, a, is the Internet on one page. It's called Abstract. And it has the headlines of all the sites, including Drudge, Fox, the Right Wings, you know, Breitbart, and the Left Atlantic and all that kind of stuff, and the Centrist. And you get everything on one uh, web page, the whole thing, every morning. It's the entire, it's the tech, it's wired, it's everything on one page. I and, love wait. Headlines, and if you want to go deeper, you click on something, and you get the story. And so you see all the headlines, on, so the internet on one page. And, and it's left called, and right and center. Uh,
1: can you spell it again? It's abstract.
0: U-P-S-T-R-A-C-T.
1: Okay, I'm in. That's and,
0: great. Um, used I to, could use all the tools yeah, I can. Yeah, it used to be uh, Popperls, Um They changed the name. Um, and it's been my go-to page for probably 10 years. The internet on one page.
1: That is amazing. Yeah. Okay, thank you. But ground I, I,
0: news, ground news sounds like a really good one for your phone. The thing about the internet one page, it really works better on a desktop because it's right a page. But this ground news sounds like it's a good app for your phone.
1: That is all right. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. Any any tools I can use to give me more perspective? I all love.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and both of them are probably a little bit more U.S. centric, although the guy who's running it is European. Hmm, so he tends to try to keep a more global view.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would love to know other to, other sort of yeah. media sure. uh, bias, right. anti-bias tools if people want to tweet them. Sure. I would love to know more because uh, okay. the more the better. Um, do you want my third, number three tool?
0: Yes, please.
1: All right. Well, this one's an interesting one. I a friend of mine recommended it and it is called Ask Cole, and it is I think it was $15 and it was uh I think it was a kickstarter it was it's basically just a a, a couple of 100 conversation starter cards oh but they're very product- provocative they're spicy some of them are spicy <laughs> and I'll give you a couple of examples um and I have a very high tolerance for this kind of thing. So some of them are even too provocative and spicy for me, which is saying a well, lot. And I'm not even going to read them because I don't want get, to uh, get canceled. But this is—I'll um, I'll give you some that are are provocative but not offensive. Of all the beliefs you hold. Which is most likely to be considered barbaric in 150 yeah,
0: years? That's a fantastic. I love that one. I
1: think about them.
0: That's a fantastic question. Meat. I asked that. Yes.
1: And um, what do you? What do you generally say? I'm actually. Well, interested. for
0: me, it's it's probably the fact that I eat any meat at all. I mean, you know, I think eating right,
1: that's a big one.
0: Eating meat is obviously um, going to be something that we will be considered pretty barbaric. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, I recently think the idea of burying people in the ground after they're dead seems to me point. really weird—a way to yes. use land. It's like, why do you? I mean, it's like, why are we doing that? So uh, and, true. And this idea that you can't build on it or use the land or uh, it's somehow, I know the housing
1: crisis could be resolved with (laughs) the amount of, land, and I also think just in general, I am, I am anti graveyard because I think there are better ways to remember people than going to some physical place where their lifeless remains are like, you know, instead of, Paying two thousand dollars for a headstone, pay two thousand dollars to a filmmaker to make you know a, a story of your life yeah. that your kids right. and grandkids can watch. Right, uh, right. I am a, I am a, I am totally on your side on that. So what what do you say? Uh,
0: what what's one of your answers to that? Well,
1: meat meat is a big one. Uh, I love the graveyards one. I'm going to credit mm-hmm. you, but I might say that one that I think I think it's weird um, when we get. Yeah, the room you know well, now we have Roomba but I imagine in 50 years we will have super duper Roombas that'll just clean right. up your whole house right. your dishes whatever so the idea of hiring someone to come in once a week to clean your toilet right. is it just makes me I do right. it I'm a hypocrite but it makes me feel uh yeah uncomfortable
0: another, uh, another one is I think Will view this idea that uh, people' job was to count money, mm. cashier. It's like mm. what that was her job, just counting coins and trying to add them up. I mean, they were being that was her full time job.
1: That is weird. You're and right.
0: That's uh, you know, it's like having those little the women in in India who are making gravel by hand with little hammers. I mean, they sit in front of these big boulders and all day long. They they turn them into gravel for the road. I didn't know that? Wow. Yes, I mean that was their job. So it's like that's just a that's a barbaric use of a, of a, of a human life.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And counting I mean, money I, is, is 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 you know being a cashier is the same thing to me.
1: Yeah. No, that is what. Well, I do remember. I love to read the New York Times archives, and I remember reading. I forget when it was. Probably the twenties. When the or maybe 40s, someone had invented an automatic bowling ball pin yeah. picker-upper, right, right. and the bowling ball pin boys were outraged because yeah. they were going to be put out of a job. But yeah. but they it was not a good job. They would like people would purposely because people are people sometimes they would try to hit the yeah, right. bowling ball pin boys <laughs> and hurt them so it's not like, so i think overall it's good that that has gone away so
0: what's an exa- uh, another example of of the ask hole card um oh yeah sure question. which
1: technology should not have been invented uh, oh. do you ever feel guilt or shame for romantically rejecting people uh you hmm. know, let me see where are oh by the way the people who invented it let me just read you the criteria that they used. The, and, and their names are Ayella and Hrothgar. They see I, I don't know much about them. They, they are sort of on the internet writing and doing interesting things. But they said, these were handpicked from a pool of thousands of questions after years of research and play testing. And the idea is they want questions that split respondents 50-50, generate lengthy discussion generate discomfort while answering, generate different answers depending on gender and require novel thought in order to produce an answer. So those were what they were thinking. Uh, (laughs) This one, I actually had a good conversation about, would you rather double the amount of emotional pain and pleasure you feel on a daily basis or cut them in half? Mm. And I, I'm kind of like, you know, stoic. And so I, I would cut them in half because I think I would be too scared of the negative emotions Right, and it wouldn't, I don't know. I wouldn't, I think people who are a little more uh, risk taking than me would want to double their pleasure. But to me, I just couldn't handle it, the double the pain.
0: And how do you use the cards?
1: I use them. Uh, anywhere from when i'm having dinner with friends or family or we have a car ride coming up so i'm gonna try to get my kids to engage okay which sometimes they do and sometimes they don't uh but yeah i find them i find them great and they're not the only good conversation cards uh, my friend spencer greenberg at clearer thinking has another great set of conversation starters right so, so like
0: uh, if you were sitting on an airplane would you turn to your the seat next to you and start <laughs>
1: <laughs> i've never what? done that that would be an interesting experiment especially <laughs> with some of these i might get arrested by a, by tsa on the way out uh, no i've never done that but it's an idea
0: I've... yeah i mean um yeah uh have you seen the guys who do uh the youtube channel called yes theory
1: no, I'm writing it down.
0: So their motto is seek discomfort.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: So they try to do these things way outside of their comfort zone, and uh, but they're, I mean, not in a mean way, not in a kind of a jackass way. I mean, just sort of like like uh, try tr- try to get someone to give them, or you know, see how far they can get a on hundred dollars around the world, or can, mm. can they give someone? Can they trade up to get a, someone? Give them a ticket somewhere, or uh, they wanted to stay with uh oh they did something where they tried to stay in total darkness for five days and see what happens i like
1: that i mean that sounds sort of like my books a little yeah it's it's a little
0: bit yeah and so they have a you know they have seven million followers on youtube it's a big thing there's three or four of them and they try all kinds of stuff lots of it's travel oriented but i was just uh, reminded of the seeking discomfort right Uh, outside your comfort zone is part of their Premise, And so there's there's a lot that can be done with with deliberately seeking a little bit of discomfort as a way of learning and growing.
1: Well, that isn't I actually was reading some study about um, that when you're young and you're more open to new experiences, you are you have a wider group of friends of different opinions. And and as you get older and, and are more attracted to comfort, you surround yourself with people who are like minded, and that made me think I want to avoid that. I want to yeah. yeah, that is a dangerous thing. Right, right, right. Uh, I've, so I've got to get used to the discomfort of hearing different. Right, opinions. right,
0: right. Well, check out Yes Theory on YouTube. Um, I love that. And um, they've have they have been going for many years, and I've got hundreds of of things to to, to try. Um, so. Uh, that deck of cards is called ask hole and um, for it. And I like the idea of having cards. Um, and you write there, there are other decks of cards. There was one deck that was, um, meant to be like an icebreaker at parties and stuff. And it was the idea that you skipped the small talk and you get, you asked very significant stories, you know? Um, yeah. And it was very effective. Somebody did a thing where they paired up people. You had a partner and you got these cards and you'd go through the questions. And by the end, I would say like within five minutes, you were having a very deep, intimate conversation. And it was kind of strange how fast you could get there if you uh, had the right sequence of, of questions
1: that is interesting yeah I I did another icebreaker I went to a, a philanthropy conference conference and the icebreaker was you had to draw a graph of your life with the highs and the lows so you know whatever and then you had five minutes to describe them so you know this yeah. might be you know when I got fire or whatever right, you right, know, right. I got. and And because you're telling the highs and the lows, you get to know someone very quickly. I love that. It was a good icebreaker.
0: Great. So, um, Jay, how about your fourth uh, cool tool?
1: My fourth cool tool, I don't think it's going to be as great as the the shoelaces. But it is a piece of clothing that I love. Uh, And it is one of the stretchy belts. So you can see they stretch. And there are no holes because. You can put it in wherever you are most comfortable because it's it's woven. So, you know, you can put Uh it in there uh or just like right there. And, you know, I think they look, my wife thinks that they look good. So I love them. They are the most comfortable belts I've Mm -hmm. ever had. I am, much to my wife's dismay, uh, my priority is comfort in terms of clothing. Uh, So this, but this satisfies both of us i actually i tried for a while to find fancy sweatpants which do exist that kind of look like real pants so you can wear them to a nice event uh but i found and this is probably peculiar to me that having the constant pressure of elastic on my stomach gave me a stomach ache so this is sort of a um another way to do uh-huh. the same thing. So, uh, there, I looked it up. I thought it was only one place, but I just looked it up and there are lots of places that sell these kinds. The one I got it from is called beltology B-E-L-T-O-L-O-G-Y. Uh, so that's worth a uh, Google, but, but again, just if you Google stretchy, elastic, belts right see tons of cool options
0: well wow well, yeah so i i migrated over to web belts you know years ago which have no holes it's, they were called oh. tactical military belts
1: Yeah. Oh. so they're hey, continuous that,
0: and um you put them in uh and then you have a, a class in a class anywhere you want oh to.
1: i see yeah they're very similar they're very similar but they're
0: they're, they're not they're not stretchy so oh, they're not. Oh, they're not stretchy. They're just they're just a web infinite. So you can kind of adjust them pretty easily. Right. So uh, the stretchy mm-hmm. one, yeah. I'll have to give that a try because I also am a sweat sweatpants person. I like to wear old clothes.
1: Yeah, me too. Exactly.
0: The older the clothes, the better. And um, so yeah, I'm a hundred percent into like what is comfortable rather than what looks um, fashionable. Um, uh, a columnist in San Francisco once called me the least fashionable person in the Bay Area, <laughs> which I take.
1: Congratulations! As well. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, but, I have another one for you, actually, okay. a bonus, because this is super comfortable shirts. That again, my wife thinks are you know they 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 are decent looking, but yeah. super comfortable because also very stretchy. All right. the brand name is mizzen and maine uh look how stretchy these are oh yeah wow mm, so comfortable <laughs> so i'm a i am a big fan of. Mizzen. but it's a button down <laughs> but it looks like a real shirt like you yeah, can't yeah. tell that it's a, a sweatshirt soft uh-huh. scratchy. so yeah that i like i wore them so much that my wife is sick of them so now i screwed myself but <laughs> i recommend them and and i think they're not the only brand but they're the one i found
0: do you happen to know what the material actually is is it does it
1: i think it's i'm guessing it's artificial let's see it is it doesn't say, but I, I thought at one point it was it was all polyester or something yeah, artificial. Right, right. But okay.
0: Stretchy belts, stretchy pants, stretchy shirts. That's my Mr. Stretchy. Idea. Stretchy a... shoelaces. Right. So so well, uh, someone <laughs> the other day did a cool tool of these sure shoes that are kind of stretchy shoes. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe that is, a uh, the future of fashion is stretch.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, part of my philosophy of life is to be flexible. So why not be flexible in your clothing as well? Not just your thoughts.
0: Flexible clothing. There should be uh, a new old Navy that does called flexible.
1: I would go there. I would, <laughs> I would invest in fact.
0: Well, okay. This has really been delightful. So, um, Tell us about your recent project, your recent book, and um, which has just come out. And um, we kind of hinted at the beginning of this. It's about puzzles, right? Um, there are all kinds of puzzles, and I kind of really hadn't thought about how many varieties there were until I read your book. And then I got, wow, there there are a lot. I have. Um, it's impossible for you to kind of like give enough attention to all of them because there are so many, right? But I do have a complaint about one that I was hoping that there was more information on.
1: What is it? I want to know.
0: Is it escape escape rooms? rooms.
1: (laughs) I have gotten that from one other person. It was like,
0: they're so great. I just love them. And I am a huge fan. And it's like, they need their two chapters. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i know well listen they are in there i have a few pages on them yeah i don't know if you've gotten into it i did they, i saw i
0: saw it, I saw it. not enough all right well, enough. let me
1: give you let me give you three quick points on that. one the problem was escape rooms i love too uh but they encompass all types of puzzles they're not a puzzle themselves so they have logic ah, puzzles
0: yeah and jigsaws yeah, and, yeah yeah okay
1: But I don't know if you remember my two favorite facts about escape rooms, which I mentioned in the book. One is that uh, I interviewed dozens of escape room owners, and most of them have a guy who comes in every week or so with a different woman on a date and pretends it's his first time at that escape room so that he can wow her with his puzzle solving skills that he yeah. knows the NATO alphabet or whatever. And I guess it works enough that it is, <laughs> that is a bad, I consider that a very bad use of puzzles and <laughs> using puzzles for evil should not be done. Yeah. The second fact that I did not consider was, uh, I talked to some escape room owners who say, An unexpected demographic that likes escape rooms are nudists because if you think about it, if you're a nudist, you can't go with your friends to the bowling alley or the movie theater and take off your clothes, but you go to an escape room, you ask the owner. Is it okay if we take off our clothes while we solve the puzzles? And <laughs> they do, and then they put them back on, and they leave. Oh, so,
0: oh yeah, I that's okay. I don't know if I need to know that information. But, <laughs> <laughs> my, but I had my my nephew actually bought a skate room, with, which he runs. Really, and, and, Um in in Oregon, uh, mm. in Astoria, Oregon, and I said, "Can you tell when?" there's a group uh, which ones are going to be able to, um, escape. Right. Absolutely. Interesting. And I said, what are you looking for? And he says, um, I can just tell from the communication between the group Mm. because, um, groups like a high school team, a sports team will, will solve it interesting because they know how to work together they 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 are tuned and it says a bunch of people that come in that maybe don't know each other and there's no real communication they're not going to make it through right and so it's all about the communication between the team that he says is really the way that you escape
1: well i love that point because one of the themes of the book. And the book has, uh, you know, sort of, it's got history, it's got memoir, it's got adventures, going to the Jigsaw Puzzle Tournament in Spain. Uh, and it's got puzzles that you can try, old and new. But one of the big themes is that they, they create cooperation. I mean, some people think of puzzles as this very solitary activity, you just in the corner doing crossword. But almost everyone I talked to who was a real puzzler said it's a communal activity it brings people together and you do the crossword you either do it with people or you compare and same with escape rooms uh or my wife actually owns uh watson adventures uh scavenger hunts she's she's the president of that and that's all about teamwork as well and 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 the beauty is you have different people with different strengths so that's The key is to let everyone shine with their, you know, whether they're the math people or the word people or the spatial people.
0: Yeah, no, that's why I like the escape rooms is because I'm not that much of a do the puzzle myself person. I just it feels too much like work, (laughs) but in a group, it feels more like fun,
1: right? I am. I'm, I'm, all right. Well, next, when I do the paperback, I'll add several pages <laughs> on escape rooms.
0: Um, Why do you show that? Do you have a copy of the book to, to, show, to I if do, doing a show? I intel? do.
1: It is. Uh, so it's called The Puzzler. And again, it is about my love of all kinds of puzzles and the crazy history of puzzles and the, um, uh, you know, my adventures. Like I went to the headquarters of the CIA, where they have one of the most famous unsolved puzzles in the world which is called cryptos it's a secret code it's an, a sculpture a 30 year old sculpture with a secret code and no one has fully cracked the code but thousands of people spend thousands of hours trying so it's been a love i loved researching it it was you know i definitely got a mix of delight and frustration researching it because I was trying to solve some of these puzzles and some of them just, you know, make your head, make you want to take a nap. But overall, it was a, uh, it was a delight and I'm so glad that I was able to get it out and share.
0: Now that you've had kind of a tour of the puzzle kingdom of the puzzle realm, do you have any sense of sort of where it's going? What might be, uh, future puzzles or things that maybe were sort of embryonic that maybe weren't fully formed enough for you to write about, but you thought, hmm, there might be something there in the future?
1: Oh, well, that is interesting. I I certainly, I, I mean, computer puzzles, my kids have some video games that are just amazing puzzles. But I mean, I imagine in the metaverse, There's going to be extraordinary Mm. opportunities for puzzles. I mean, just wild, like kind
0: of like mist was.
1: Yeah, mist, but in 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 virtual reality. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I also think it'll be interesting the sort of the cat and mouse game uh, or the race between AI and humans in solving Mm. puzzles is going to be fascinating Uh, because I just saw this guy developed an AI for solving crossword puzzles. And he actually touted it as like, this shows that AI is better at solving crosswords, but actually it's his version is only better at solving certain types of crosswords because crosswords have two types. One is two types of clues. One is like trivia. What is the river in Uganda say, but the other is wordplay. So if you were given something like a clue, like, G E G S, eggs. What the heck is that? And the answer is scrambled eggs. Like mm. very, like sophisticated, crazy wordplay. And AI is still not there yet. Uh, we'll see. But AI has not mastered that. So on the Thursday puzzle of the New York Times, which is all about themes and understanding, you know, sort of a deeper substructure that the ai only did 40 percent. Mm. so saying that they've beaten humans yes they've beaten them in the trivia part yeah. easy but not yet in the uh sort of the um you know uh tricky right. idiomatic thinking part
0: yeah so, so that will and they're also i think obviously being used to create puzzles too
1: but mm. well, that was a fascinating uh little chapter that i researched is because Sudoku and KenKen, Ken and these other Japanese logic puzzles where you get a grid with some right. numbers and you have to fill in, most of those that you see in the newspaper are created partly or wholly by computers. And, right. you know, they can spit out a million in a second. But some of the people in the Sudoku community believe very strongly that a human created Sudoku is better that it's a work of art, that it Mm -hmm. tells a story, that it has emotion and that it cannot be replicated, at least not yet with AI. I'm agnostic on whether that's true because I'm not, you know, I I don't, I haven't spent enough time on that particular genre to know, but it is interesting. They're very passionate about saying, yeah, humans, cannot be replaced where the, right. the Well, there's mic-
0: AI being generated art these days with the Dali and there's a website where you can try and guess whether mm. a piece of art was made by human or by Dali. And even if you're really good, you're not gonna be perfect at it. Um, but some people are better than others where you can kind of see the tells about the the, the, the the way the AI paints these days um interesting so, so All right. uh, um yes and that's just today and then you know in 50 years from now or 10 years from now who knows uh, but but there the will be a style the, the the thing i say is that if you care about it you always be able to tell but most of the time you don't care and so you won't even be able to tell
1: right well what about books like will I'd be able to write like two chapters of a yes. book and then have AI finish and it'll be as good. Well or not not good as
0: it'll as be good. it'll be something, but it'll right now the, the AIs have very short attention span. They're really good at filling in a scene, doing a couple pages. They're not very good for the long form because they get distracted. They have kind of a dream logic. They don't it's really hard to steer them over time interesting and so right now they're really good for short immediate things like a single image or scene or whatever but they they they, they, they get distracted very easily
1: huh all right all right well maybe they'll learn we'll get them some there right. exactly to be like kids
0: they may take yeah. like you know, uh, uh, 12 years to really exactly kind of them. All
1: right yeah that'll be interesting
0: fascinating um, well this has really been fabulous um it's a great book i really enjoyed the puzzler and um i recommend it thank you for joining us and sharing your cool tools um it's always a pleasure My pleasure. yeah to.
1: i loved it it was a joy to share and uh and to talk to you which is yeah. always uh, a treat so thank you and i hope to talk to you soon on or off the air
0: yeah well good luck on your trip coming up
1: Oh, well, thank you. We'll be doing some ask all questions, so I'll let you know.
0: <laughs> We're glad that you enjoyed this issue of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Just want to remind you that we have some other coolish material on our YouTube channel here. Please subscribe, comment, like. In addition, um, this Cool Tools Show and Tell is also available in an Audible podcast form. You can s- subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to other podcasts, if you just wanted to listen. And if you're listening, know that there is a visual version of this on our YouTube channel, where we're actually showing the tools and um, there's a little bit more of a visual component there. In addition, the same folks that put us, uh, the Cool Tools website out, we also put out a free newsletter every week. It's very, very short. It's one page or less. We recommend six very brief items um, that are very succinct, easy to read. You can deal with it in a couple minutes. And every week we bring to you the six cool things that we have uncovered and want to share. And it's called Recommendo with one M, recommendo.com. You'll be able to find it there. It's free. Join 50,000 plus other subscribers every Sunday morning. You'll get it in your email box. And it's actually one of the most popular things that we produce. But we do produce other newsletters as well. One of them is called What's in Your Bag. We have one that goes out to um, tools and tips for your workshop. So you can get those at our website, um, and they are also free. And finally, um, I want to mention the fact that um, we do have a Patreon, and um, this uh, podcast and this vidcast are supported by Patreon Supporters, the minimum is a dollar a month. And for that, you get um, an email to ask us anything. We'll respond and um, answer your question if we're able to. There are other higher levels. You can all see those at our Patreon page. And all those links are below right here. So thank you again for being a fan. And um, we'll keep producing stuff if you enjoy it. Thanks. We give thanks to this week's patrons who include... Phil King, John Wood, Matthew Robbins, Spike Yaqua, Dave, Sean Hartley, David Lang, Matt Grammes, David Boke, Les Howard, and Adam Bristol. Thank you each one for your support. We appreciate it.